nice little Tracy Lawrence song. No. The hell's singing this? Arlington. Well, shit fire. This is taking too long. It's a musical show. Trace Adkins. Had to get my names and shit right. So, nice little Trace Adkins story of a song. But, uh, nothing to do with today's topical. This is Panic Attack, I Am Big John, and Wow Do I Look Pale in All This Sunlight. Uh, find me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Like, share, subscribe, leave comments, all that stuff. So, um, this is a sensitive subject and a touchy subject. Not, I mean, not the most controversial, uh, but it, maybe it should be. I don't know. Uh, it's about youth in Asia. And, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I heard the word before. Uh, I know I've heard the word before. It's a common everyday word. But uh, my first time really thinking about it, talking about it, was in uh, college English class. And <clears throat> it was Pan-African Studies, within the Pan-African Studies department, not that that really matters, but... Our professor wrote on the chalkboard, Y-O-U-T-H-I-N-A-S-I-A, -I -I Youth in Asia. And he said, today we're going to talk about youth in Asia. Oh, oh, not that kind of youth in Asia. <laughs> okay, yeah, so he wasn't a very funny guy. Man, he kind of was, but not real funny. So, uh, youth in Asia, at ending life at a point where it's deemed not worth living anymore. I guess that would be the best way to describe it. Um, the, the story we read, I don't know if it was a short story, it had to be a short story. There's this older African-American couple, and they just decided, we've lived a full life, we're old now, we don't have much longer to live. They put on their best dress clothes, ate a nice dinner, uh, and got into their car and drove off a cliff. That's called suicide, but it's also euthanasia. Uh, frankly, I've heard the term euthanasia, or euthanize, or euthanizing more with animals than with humans, at least for now. You know, they have these, uh, pet shelters and dog pounds and it's 
a matter of, well, we have too many dogs. They, these ones have been here too long. This one's too old. We've got we've to kill a few of them to make room. Uh, and, of course, then that gave rise to the no-kill shelter movement. Uh, and honestly, I mean, I, I'm a dog lover. This fucking thing is not about dogs or about the military. But this is what's going through my mind. Uh, I'm a dog lover. I wish I could adopt a million dogs. But they have these shelters now called no-kill shelters. And, you know, it, it's crazy. Um, obviously, I, I, anyways, I adopted a dog a few years ago. It was the best thing I did. She was so happy to get home. She was, like, hugging me and kissing me in the car uh, when we left and all this stuff. And so... Up in Canada, but probably coming soon to America, uh, euthanasia in Canada. It is legal, uh, voluntary, or it is a legal, voluntary form called medical assisted or medical assistance in dying. <laughs> and of course they gave it a cute nickname, MAID, M-A-I-D. And it first became legal along with assisted suicide in June 2016 to end the suffering of the terminally ill. I can understand that. I don't like suicide. I don't like doctor-assisted death. Uh, Jack Kervorkian, the famous doctor death in America, who is assisting in suicides and is in jail for, or was in jail at one point for doing such. Um, But the, the Associated Press News, APnews.com, uh, has the headline, Disturbing Experts Troubled by Canadian Euthanasia Laws. I'm going to pull a story up real quick. I wasn't going to do it this way, but I, I think it's important to have it up and available. So, give me one second. Turn the sound back up. Or actually, we'll just pause this. Okay, we're back. And we're back over here. Alright, let's see if I can do this. Not a shit ton of light on my face. So, here's a story. 
lay the groundwork for you for where I'm coming from. I'm a God person. I believe in miracles. I am a miracle. Uh, for the fact that I was conceived and born, for one. But two, doctors at one point gave up on my life. And I was put in an ambulance and told, my family was told, uh, well, hope he makes it to the next hospital. But let's look at this, the crux of the biscuit. So there's a 61-year-old with a history of depression and other medical issues, none of which are life-threatening. He submitted a, a request to be euthanized and he was killed. We have, this is what happens when you have no value for human life. Humans, this is what happens when generations of people have been taught and brainwashed into uh, man was not created by God, that man came from these two proteins that one day decided to come together and those proteins grew and evolved in, into what we have today over billions of years. The problemo, the problemo is there's a jump in the evolution of man. I'm not going to get into a whole evolutionary discussion here, but there is a there's a a jump, a missing link they used to call it and I don't know where evolution is, I don't freaking care uh, if they've figured that out yet but also you have mass incidences in uh, evolution where species of animals spring up from we don't know where. Well, if human beings evolved from two proteins into monkeys, into uh, humanoids, to the modern humanoid, didn't everything else have to evolve too? Anyhow. I, I just wrote this down out of the heat of the, the moment in my notes. What kind of animal kills another human being because the other human being filled out a piece of paper? That's where, that's where, what I'm thinking here. This is what they do in Canada. You fill out a, a youth in Asia ca uh, application 
that there's a death panel or a board or somebody that looks at it, government bureaucrat probably, and they go, okay, sign off on it, check the box, you're allowed to die. This gets even more disturbing later. So the application listed that this 61-year-old man filled out listed one, one health condition. His family reported this to the police and health authorities, saying that he lacked the capacity, in other words, he wasn't very smart, to understand the process and that he was not suffering. Those are the requirements for youth in Asia. You have to understand, hey, I'm going to sleep and never waking up. And you have to be suffering. This is a, a nice, nicer way, let's say, for severe cancer patients that... The doctors say, you're terminal, you're not going to live, and you're in a, a lot of pain. The doctors don't say that, you know that. You're in a lot of pain, the doctors give up, and you say to the scientist, can we still call them that? The medical board, whatever, I can't take it, I don't want to live like this. Kill me. And so you fill out your application and they give you drugs that put you to sleep. And it's basically the, the what we use here in America as lethal injection, I would, I would presume, uh, a drug that nods you off and then another drug that stops your heart. So, and I'm sure this happens in America, it's just not publicly yet, and the government's not involved yet, but they will be soon. Um, it just kind of brought to me mind One, this is a sick, disturbing law. No, it shows no respect, no sanctity of human life. Furthermore, this is socialism, people. Don't think for a second that there is not a... a process by which the government of Canada or wherever they took into account when making this law this person has nothing more to contribute to the system meaning the socialist economic system this person is a burden on the system because uh, the socialist medical system is shelling out 
buku buckaroos to keep this person alive. So it's cheaper to just kill them and then their life insurance takes care of the rest. You gotta remember. You gotta thunk. You gotta think. You gotta add 2 plus 2 equals 4. Alright? In socialism and the ultimate goal, communism, you don't have you do not have a god the state as not I'm not talking about states like the United States of America I'm not talking about Ohio Texas New York not that kind of state I'm talking about the, the overall government the United States of America is your god that's the that's what I'm talking about the state the government, not the government, but let's say the state of, <clears throat> pardon me, Canada, the state of China, the state of Russia, they are your God, your ultimate icon is whoever is at the top of the pyramid, the person who is at the top of communism is viewed as a god because that is who gives you your rights. That is who gives you your food, your bread, your water, your you know, whatever. Your clothing, your shelter, it all traces back to the state, the head of state, okay? That's what you're taught under communism. There's no old man that lives in the clouds and makes the sun rise and set and blows and that's what creates the wind. None of that. You were created out of two little proteins. You evolved into a monkey some of you still are monkeys. Uh, and it ain't a racial thing. That's fucking 90% of you 7 billion hayheads. Uh, okay, my bad. 99% of you 7 billion hayheads. Uh, you go through this evolution into a human being. And then the state, the government the head of state gave you the right to exist. They give you food, clothing, shelter, basic human rights, and they can also take those rights away. Okay, you, you get that. That's why there's no value to you as an individual by the state or the government. In their mind, in the eyes of socialists, once you can no longer contribute to the system, 
you have no value as a human being. So it's okay for you to be discarded and killed. Sick and disturbing, isn't it? Thank you, Justin Trudeau. All the people who want socialized medicine. Remember back 2010 when Obamacare was the big brouhaha? And there was a section of that panel, or of that law, that would establish panels or a panel of individuals that would decide the direction of your medical care. And they were referred to by us evil, God-fearing, Bible and gun-clinging Republicans as death panels. And, of course, the, the liberal talk media said, oh, no, 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 you Republicans are lying. The word death panel doesn't appear in that law. Shamey, shamey, shamey on you. Well, the words don't have to appear there for us to take common sense and say a panel that decides whether or not your medical treatment shall continue after a point when the doctors say it's very unlikely this person's going to live, we can call that a death panel. We can give it a simplistic name and call it like it is. And this is what, in a certain way, Whoever reviews the youth in Asia applications, this is what they are. They're a death panel. They decide, okay, Billy Bob Smith, old Snuffy Smith and his moonshine still, he's a 85-year-old. He's in a lot of pain. He's depressed. The doctor said, screw you. We're not going to treat you because you're 85. And uh, you're just not worth burdening our office and using up our valuable resources. So Snuffy says, hey, uh, hey Justin Trudeau, death panel, whatever. Uh, I would like to die. I'm in pain. I'm depressed. Blah, blah, blah. Kill me. Just kill me. I give up. Now, maybe Snuffy Smith believes in God. Bless his heart. This imaginary character that I just made up. And he thinks, all right, uh, Justin Trudeau's death panel is going to permit me to die and I'm going to go to heaven with God and be peaceful. 
So let's not judge old Snuffy on this. Let's judge the government for allowing this shit. And oh, don't ye worry. See, the battle over life in America, the battle for life, uh, starting at conception, it's not just about that baby. It's not just about her body, her choice. It's about another choice later in life. When the government says, um, we're not going to continue to pay for your medical treatment. Your family will have to pay for hospice. And hospice will come once a week and give you uh, pain medication. Increase or decrease your medication based on your level of pain. And you'll have to either, uh, your family will have to either pay cash for a nursing home or they'll have to keep you uh, in a bed and wipe your ass and bath you in bed at your house. Disgusting. Disgusting. I just went through this. God, I, I hope I don't get too upset and pissed uh, with a relative of mine. They hee-hawed around for one year with him saying, well, you're too old to get treatment. The treatment will be worse than the cancer. Well, they found out he was tougher than what they thought. Every time he was supposed to get sicker and sicker, every time he went back to the cancer doctor, he was stronger and stronger. Then he reached a point that they screwed around with him so long he started saying things like this is my last Christmas uh, they don't care if I live or die and at that point he started to give up on life our last supposed diagnosis from a quack modern age liberal doctor was he has given up on life. Subconsciously, he doesn't want to live anymore. And that's why he's refusing to eat and drink. And therefore, he won't get better. It was not the cancer that was killing him. It was literally depression. And he was slowly and painfully starving himself. subconsciously uh, out of depression that you and I can't understand so don't fucking try to tell me this or that we don't understand everything that goes on in the mind and let alone the inner brain the amygdala and all these things us as layman's that aside our diagnosis from a quack liberal doctor was he's given up on life. And I'm sitting here now, then, thinking, yeah, he's given up because you've 
told him to his face for one year, you're 85, you don't have much longer to live anyway. You're going to die eventually anyway. And we would, I would say stuff like, but 30 days ago when we had that big snowstorm, he was outside shoveling snow and they would just giggle at me thinking, oh, no, you could not see the snow on the ground where he had shoveled. And it was a sidewalk that led to a car and a 10-foot freaking radius around the car that he shoveled 12 inches of snow at 85 with cancer. But the doctors said, hey, you're going to be a burden on the system if we treat you. His insurance said, you're a burden on us because we're having to pay for uh, scans and treatments and little things. He never made it to the big things like the, the uh, chemotherapy. He had 12 radiation sessions, which are not, which is nothing. A lot of cancer patients at that level get 39 or 40 uh, radiation treatments. Okay. But the system, the medical system, which acts as a death panel, said you've lived long enough, you're going to be a burden to us. In socialism, they will say you have nothing left to contribute to the system, to the economic system. Therefore, you're a burden. Let's just get rid of you. In America, in Americana, in American folklore, you worked 30 years at a company, maybe more, but you worked until you were 65. It used to be 60, then 63, 65, 70. Uh, I'll never get to retire, people. So please donate or do something. Give me some money off these damn podcasts. Uh, they, under socialism, will say, you can't contribute anymore. It's okay for us to let you die. Pardon me, let you die. The old American dream I started down this road was you worked till you were a certain age when you could afford to retire when you, or when you could cash out your retirement benefits and your either social security from the government or, and or your, your 401k from your job paid you for the rest of your life and you got to live till you died on, they were called your golden years. You got to travel, you got to go on, well, the travel and vacation are the same thing. You got to spend time with your grandkids, 
you got to just have a free life. There's a group of old men in my town. Their life revolves around eating. Well, what are you doing right now, Bill? Eh, you know, let's head down to McDonald's. All right, I'll call Smitty and Jim Bob and Wilhelm and we'll meet at McDonald's and have a coffee. Oh, it's five hours later. Well, let's go to, you know, uh, so-and-so's restaurant and get, oh, man, I love their roast their roast beef sandwiches covered in gravy. You got to cut it with a fork and a knife. Oh, let's go down there. Oh, hey, it's five hours later. There's a spaghetti dinner down at the Sons of Italy. Let's go over to the spaghetti dinner. That's all these guys do. And they love it. They're enjoying their golden years together. They they drink coffee in the morning. They eat lunch. They eat dinner together. And they're having a ball. But not under socialism. Under socialism, once you are de uh, dependent on your retirement, the government retirement plan, the... Uh, Medicare, which is government health care, you're now a burden to the system. They don't care if you enjoy your cup of coffee, your ro oh man, them roast beef sandwiches. Y'all don't know what you're missing. You come to Ohio, get a roast beef sandwich and french fries, and tell them to cover everything in gravy, including the fries. Ooh, you ain't lived. Go to hell, you vegans. They don't care that you enjoy your spaghetti dinner and your day-long reminiscent trip down memory lane with your friends, your gossip with your friends, your political talk with your friends. The socialist government does not give a damn <coughs> that you enjoy your life. It's about the system. The government system. What are you contributing to the government to keep all our cogs in the machine going? So let's take a look at this. There's a couple sentences here that I want to read out of this article that I didn't write into my notes. Equally troubling advocates say are instances in which people have sought to be killed because they weren't getting adequate government support to live dependency upon the state kills the human spirit people canada is set to expand euthanasia access next year but these advocates say the system warrants further scrutiny now. Euthanasia, quote, cannot be a default for Canada's failure to fulfill its human rights obligation, end quote, said Mary Claude Landry, the head of the, its Human Rights Commission. Landry says she shares the grave concern, grave concern in quotes, 
voiced last year by three UN human rights experts who wrote that Canada's Youth in Asia law appeared to violate the agency's Universal Declaration of Human Rights. They said the law had an had a discriminatory impact, discriminatory impact in quotes, on disabled people and was inconsistent with Canada's obligation to uphold international human rights standards. So another group of people that, aside from the elderly, that are a burden to the socialist system are the disabled. I worked with mentally handicapped people for several years. They are the they're better human beings than Justin Trudeau, let me tell you that. And and even though Joe Biden is mentally disabled, they're better human beings than him. Uh to say those people have no value to society and we shouldn't help them and they shouldn't get medical care. I've seen people with Down syndrome, basic mentally handicapped, uh, illiteracy, autism, work circles around supposedly normal people, people with fully functioning brains. So to say they have no contribution to society is bullshit. Furthermore, a contribution to society, society, not the system, they may not have much of a contribution to the government system, but we're not here to serve the government, we're here to serve each other, society. Their contribution to society is impeccable, immeasurable. They have hearts of gold. They don't understand, some of them, some do, some don't. They don't understand anger, grudges, hatred. They're happy. They're happy to be loved and they're happy to give love. I'm going to end this with what Ronald Reagan said in paraphrase. This is what happens, people, when we stop believing in God and worship the government. We go from one nation under God to a nation gone under. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this 40-minute tirade. Love one another. Be the reason somebody feels love today and pray for each other. Till next panic attack, this is Big John.